Welcome back into the Mental Game. I am Brandon Seho, and this is the off-season edition of the Mental Game podcast. We are getting ready for Season 2. That'll debut May 2nd, and we are working so hard to bring you the biggest names and the best conversations to help continuing to break the stigma surrounding mental health, depression, suicide, and everything that has to go with mental health. Before we get to all of that coming up in May, what I'm going to do these next few weeks is just talk about my own mental health journey And maybe it can help some of you at home watching or if you're listening in your car driving into work or driving home on a weekend. I think, you know, I've gone through a lot of shit and I just want to help anyone I can with my story. One of my big decisions recently was to quit drinking. I'm on day 18 of that. And honestly, that is the longest I've gone without drinking since I was 17 years old. The first time I had a drink, I was 12 years old on vacation in Florida, and then once I got into later years of high school and then college, I really started drinking heavily, and I never really thought of it as as a problem for me until I started to look back at my worst moments when my mental health and my depression were really, really bad, and I was struggling, struggling, struggling really bad, and I was suicidal. Um... It's hard to come to terms with because drinking's like such a fun thing to do, but there's this thing that I call autopilot, and that's what I go into. I go into autopilot mode when I'm drinking, and I can't just have one drink, and I, I don't turn into a different person, but I just end up doing things and maybe hanging out with people that I normally wouldn't, and I've had the chance to have some pretty cool opportunities drunk, whether it be hanging out with... NFL players or different celebrities and and maybe getting a little bit different treatment than other people when it comes to going out and getting free drinks or bottle service, table service, whatever you want to call it. But drinking was a problem for me. That's why I gave it up. And the fact that I've made it to day 18, that's a big deal for me. My goal is at least 100 days. Who knows? Maybe I never drink again. Maybe I drink in two years. I don't know. But the biggest thing for me was realizing that It was a problem, and I needed to do something about it. But that autopilot phase for me is what almost killed me because people don't really know this. I've talked about it a little bit before, but with my mental health journey, you know, I would get drunk a lot and drink a lot, and that was a coping mechanism for me. It's a depressant, and it doesn't help the situation. You know, go out with my friends or go out downtown and just try to get drunk and forget about my problems. Well, it got to a point the last... I'd say five years where I was getting drunk really at least three to four nights a week. I was going out three, four, five nights a week, not to just have a couple of drinks at dinner, but to get drunk. And then I would get in autopilot mode and I would just spend money on drinks and and do things that I shouldn't be doing and going out with people maybe I shouldn't be going out with and, and partying with. But for me, I... I felt alone. I didn't have anything else. Like, I don't have a girlfriend or a wife. Um, in, in television, you work as a sports reporter really weird hours from like 2 to 11, 2 to midnight, sometimes all day. And so I would just get home after work and want to get drunk and go out because I didn't have someone to come home to. 
And that's something that I've struggled with, that feeling of being alone for a long time. And I'll get into that in another one of these, I'm going to call them Seho story episodes of the mental game. But I just realized that I needed to cut it out. I mean, when you drink heavily for years and years and years, and for me, I would consider myself a heavy drinker for the last 10 years. I'm 29 years old, started in college. That was kind of playful fun, but... Once I got into the professional realm and and I started struggling with my mental health, I couldn't, I didn't realize it, but I couldn't help myself from not drinking. And I've tried to quit before. I tried to quit earlier this year and I made it like a week and I just was itching to have a beer. And that's when I realized that, you know, I got a problem with drinking. And it's hard to come to terms with that because it's such a normalized thing to go out and get drunk with your friends and meet people and have fun and all that jazz. But I'm sure there's people out there listening or watching that, that can relate to that autopilot thing I talked about where you walk into a bar, you know people, or they know you, and you just start pounding beers. And those beers turn into shots. And those shots turn into 3 a.m., 4 a.m. of you passing out on the bar or really, really struggling with your mental health because you and your ex-girlfriend – are struggling during a breakup or you're having problems at work and you're not happy with your job and you're just getting drunk to cover it up, that shit doesn't fix it. It actually just makes the problem worse. But because of the addiction to being drunk and having that buzz, you can't break out of it. And that's where I was at. And it's really, really hard to come to terms with that. But in just three weeks of of putting it aside and focusing on making my work the best work it can possibly be, trying to work out every day, and waking up feeling good. I'm not waking up at 1 in the afternoon or getting no hours of sleep, waking up at 7 a.m. trying to go to work hungover as shit. Like, the alcoholism is a real thing, and it, it goes hand in hand, and my therapist would tell me this all the time, with depression. And she asked me, to stop drinking. I told her I couldn't do it. I could cut back, but for me, like even if it's just drinks on the weekends, I'm afraid that'll lead to me on a Tuesday night feeling alone, wanting to go up to the bar down the street from my house, and I can have one drink, I can have two drinks. Next thing I know, I've had a six-pack, and I'm starting to rip shots of Jameson or tequila. So it's a lot more common than I than I thought. Um. You know, I know alcohol, people have their struggles with it. But once I kind of sat back a few weeks ago and looked at people that have been successful without it, you know, I listened to an interview that really inspired me with Jack Harlow, the rapper from Louisville that's blown up the last couple of years. And when his album came out last year, he had an interview where he they asked him about like popping bottles and getting drunk and celebrating. And he said he wasn't going to do any of that. And they asked, you know, they asked, do you have a drinking problem? And he said, no. I just really, really want to focus on my work and becoming the best artist I can be. And I thought about that, and it stuck with me. And now that I've quit drinking, it's like I can take all this time that I was drinking and focus on bettering myself, whether that be going to the gym or trying to book new podcast guests, editing videos, spending time with my family and friends. And look, you can do it. Like I've done it the last couple of weekends where I went out, you know, with 
a big group of people and and went to a bar and a club and I was fine. I had danced, had a good had a good time, and it was nice to just pay for like five dollar parking and that was it, and roll home and sleep in my own bed, wake up, feel great the next day, and work out. And then this past weekend, I went to a wedding out of town and had a ball. Everyone was all fucked up having a good time, but I was having a great time too, dancing, gritting on the dance floor. It was in Kansas City, so we were talking a lot about the Bengals-Chiefs games over the years. I've just realized that it does more damage for me, and that's not the case for everyone. For most people, they can enjoy a drink, but you can ask people that have seen me out in different cities, like... I'm not a mean drunk. I'm actually like a loving drunk, I think. Like I like to have a lot of fun and and I don't get in really a bad mood, but I get seriously fucked up and and I get drunker than most people there. And it's because of I guess addiction and depression and you put those two together and it's a recipe for disaster and at some point I realized I guess a month ago, I got really fucked up one night, and I just was like, all right, I I can't do this. I've been down this hole before. Or I'm drunk, walking home, suicidal, thinking about jumping off a bridge or laying down in traffic, and I'm so unhappy, and I'm just getting drunk to cover it up. Like, I'm never going to get, I don't think, as unhappy as I was before where I was suicidal almost every day for three months. But I saw myself getting fucked up again and hanging out with people I didn't really know and going out to different bars and clubs and just going all in and waking up feeling like shit and realizing like this is my opportunity to go do something special and I hope it's this podcast and we can help break the stigma surrounding mental health like I want to pour everything into this to try to get the biggest names on this podcast to make this the biggest thing that people can turn to besides their therapist, besides medicine, besides a mental health hospital if they need to check in somewhere. Besides all that, I want this to be the place to go for people to be able to talk about their problems because I don't want anyone to feel like I did when I was suicidal and really struggling with my mental health and depressed every day and suicidal every day. So I don't really know how these conversations are going to do. I just want know I wanted to do something different and try to open up about different problems each week. For me, drinking has been a problem for a long time. And addiction and drinking is something that runs in my family. And it's no fault to my dad or his dad or anyone in, in our family, but that's just the facts. And you got to battle it and be able to balance it. And for me, I'm not able to. And so I have to quit. And I hope I can do this for a long time. Or maybe down the road, I find a way to be able to control it because I sure do love having a Coors Light or getting a little buzz on. But a lot of that stemmed from me being unhappy. Like you move around a lot in this business working in different cities and and like I said I never really had anyone you know I've never I've never gone on vacation with a significant other I've had two Christmases maybe three with um a girlfriend but you know I, I don't get to have the happiness 
when it comes to a relationship that a lot of people have where they have that partner where they can come home and have a couple of drinks on the couch and and just relax and enjoy each other's company. That's why I go out because I'm tired of being alone and sitting at home on the couch in cities where I don't know anyone or now where I've been living back in Cincinnati for five years where I just I just don't have you know, a best friend who's my girlfriend anymore. I don't have that person in my life. It's really it's really difficult for those that 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 are single that probably get it and understand it and are outgoing like I am. But people that, that have been in relationships for pretty much their whole life, you know, are with their high school sweetheart or something like that, like you guys don't understand what it's like to come home and there be no one there to care about you. Or what it's like to sit on the couch and have five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten beers or drinks and just be sad about not having someone to talk to about like problems. Like that's I wanna save relationships for, for next week, but I mean, that's something for me where I gotta reach out to like my best friends now about stuff that, you know, my ex and I would talk about. And that's hard for me because I miss and got used to having someone to tell my problems to. But when it comes to drinking, I, I just, there's, for people like me that use it as a vice and a coping mechanism, it's not a healthy coping mechanism. Now, I can go out and have some drinks with my buddies at a basketball game or go to a party or go bowling and have a few drinks and be fine. Like I, I could do that. But for me, I wanted to go cold turkey just to prove to myself that I can beat this thing and be happy without being fucked up all the time. And that's something I got to prove to myself every day. And that's why I wake up and I'm really excited when I go to the kitchen. I have this notebook that says days that says days sober and there's 18 there. I can't wait to hit 19 tomorrow and 20 the next day and get to a hundred and get to six months and get to a year and just better myself. And when it comes to coping mechanisms, instead of drinking, like one of my favorite coping mechanisms is listening to music. I love just driving around listening to music or dancing around the house listening to music. Working out, going to Orange Theory, that's another thing that I really, really love to do. But you have to find something that's healthy for you and that you enjoy if you're trying to quit drinking or quit drinking as much. Not everyone's problem is going to be as crazy as mine where it's, I was going out three, four, five nights a week every night until the bar closed. I mean, I remember nights where I would be the last one at the bar with the lights on, spend over $100 on my tab, double-digit beers, a lot of shots, and just so fucked up because I don't want to deal with the reality of my mental health and depression. And that's a dangerous thing. And I saw that creeping back in recently, just a little bit. And it scared me enough to want to quit drinking. So for everyone out there that thinks they might have a drinking problem like me, or drinks a little too much, or just wants to get control back of their mental health, please find something healthy to do that can make you happy, where you can still go out, be social, have friends and family that are around you, but also doesn't take control of your life like alcohol can do or any addiction can do for some. 
I've had some some friends myself that have OD'd, um, and that's why I will never touch any type of drug because I've had two friends pass away that were some really close friends in high school from ODs. And so I see people, you know, sometimes go out and they'll, they'll, they'll do Coke or do other things. And it's like, I don't want any part of that because I've seen the way addiction has, has killed people and messed people up. But my final thing, I just want to say thank you to everyone that's, that supported me throughout this, you know, I'll be drinking Cokes and, and waters at bars for, for here on out. You're still going to see me out having a good time, but I just want to really want to focus. I really, really, really want to focus and make the mental game podcast, the biggest mental health podcast in the world. And so that's where all my energy is going. So if there's anything I can do, if there's any guests you want to have on the show, please tweet me, message me, email me for anyone listening. Um, all, all my, my socials are at Brandon Seho. And if you ever want to send me an email, my email is bseho at chatterboxsports.com. Thank you guys so much for watching and listening. These are going to be my Seho stories where I just go through some of my own mental health struggles, ups and downs, until we get to season two of the mental game debuting May 2nd. Let's break the stigma together. See everybody next week. Thank <laughs> you.